was a dumbass. Stupid. Makes me <laughs> It's Cross Culture. You know how we like to start. Hey. Hey. I don't like that. I love for everybody. It's what? Cross Culture. It's what? Cross Culture. It's what? Cross culture. Hey. Cross culture. Cross culture. Gee, we did we snapped on that theme song. Every time I hear it, I'm like, yes. Yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome back, everybody. How you guys doing this week? I am Damio. And I'm Erica Mona. And this is Cross Culture. How's your week been, Erica? Huh. Hmm, how was my week this week? Oh my god, I was a little bit under the weather. My son was a little bit sick. So he didn't go to daycare the whole week, and then I I caught it, of course. Um, So yeah, that's how my week has been. How you feeling now? I feel better. Shit, I'm here now, we're doing it. I'm trying to see, do I have any highlight of the week? What is the highlight of my week? Highlight, highlight. Um... Work has been going well. That I would say. I did um, instant locks on a client, and that took seven hours, G. Seven hours Damn. on one client. Godly. Uh, but it came out really nice. So um, that definitely was a highlight. Like, yes. And then, you know, your pictures come out good, too. I'm like, yes. Um, so, yeah, that's the highlight. Girl, my neck. I'm telling you, I'm going to see my my Thai lady next Wednesday. You still supposed to get me, put me on. Oh, damn. I'm going to send her information. Damn, I'm going to G. her in a couple of days. I'm counting down the days. Let me go see her so she can stretch my, <laughs> my my tension in my shoulder. Okay. Right. Before you go into your new, you know. Yes. That is my highlight of the week, you guys. I quit my job this Yay! week. Yay! So I quit my job because it was a very toxic work environment. And I'm starting my new job on Monday because... Okay. <laughs> keep Kiki, keep a check. Palmer, you know, that's I a Chicago that. in me. So, yes, that's basically it. I am super excited. I'm doing a new grade. Okay. I'm going from second to third grade. How do you feel about um, that? It's, you know, second and third grade are very similar, in all honesty. They're, they're, it's not that big of a jump. It's not like first to third or something. So, it, I feel cool about it. Um, my new job is close to me. Commute's going to be good. So, mm-hmm. I'm excited for, like, the little perks of, like, just new place, new environment. Does it feel like uh, better? Like just when you went in there for the interview, did it feel like a better uh, group of people, environment, vibe, culture? Yeah, I went in there. I went there actually this week just to like check out the scene and see what was going on. And it just it feels more. You know, I hate to say it, but it feels like a real school again. Not mm. that I hate it. You know, not that my school wasn't a school. It just is like a, a different feel. It's like, oh, this is. A quintessential elementary school. You guys know I was working at like a charter and African Center charter at that. So mm-hmm. it, it was just like oh, uh, being back in that public school feel again. Right. Do you like that? Because you know, all I think public schools get a bad rep because mm-hmm. when you hear public school, people automatically assume all public schools are shitty. Right. Right. It just really depends on the community and this type of school around you. So it depends on the public school. Okay. There's okay. some public schools that's like uh uh-uh. uh. The same way I was just at a charter, and that charter was, but there's some charters oh. that are like. So not all charters are like 
Top. No, not all charters. Some charters are like the state had to come take over this school, uh, and it's still the same school. They just a new charter name. Okay. Okay. So, got it. So yeah, y'all. That was my highlight. I hope y'all were able to have some highlights in your Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Try and live in the moment and smile. Yes, and you all know we're gonna get started with our episode. And as usual, we like to start with hot topics this week so let's start you know speaking of school with me being a teacher a lot of the time when I'm in the school I will say this when I worked in high school you do feel a sense of nostalgia mm-hmm. you know especially you see homecoming you reminisce on your homecoming your senior year all these moments that you had but never once did it occur to me to like just you mm. know, I could pass let me just go back to high school mm-hmm. And that is what happened this week with 29-year-old, excuse me if I'm about to butcher her name, Uh, Haying Jung Shin. Okay, that's not bad. Okay, thanks, because it was there. Um, So, yes, what basically happened is that Haying Jung Shin, who was apprehended in northern New Jersey this week, after she forged a birth certificate to enroll at a local high school, um, she basically used this forged identity to be 17 again, essentially, Mm -hmm. and... I don't know what type of glory days that she was searching for to take your grown 29-year-old self back to Logan High School. (laughs) It screams weird. Very weird because I'm like, I don't even want to be in that. Just think about how high schoolers schoolers are mentally and emotionally. I'm going to be around that every day for a whole eight hours. I don't know if she did after school matters too. (laughs) If she joined a sport. No, at this point. So 10 hours of the day. Heck you know. Like if yeah. you miss it, have a high school reunion. Okay. Kick it with your ha- now they're doing sneaker ball. I, exactly something. I think it's weird too, because it, you know, it's like are you also going out to check out young guys? That's or what I'm young saying. Girls? You about to have a high school relationship? Are you going to prom? What like what's happening? Like, how deep is it getting for you? But I I don't know. I do think like would I redo high school? Right? Like even mm. if not in this weird twenty nine year old way, but like if I had the opportunity to go back in time and redo high school. Would you? Would I redo it? Would you? No, not really, actually. I, I'm satisfied with my high school experience. The only thing I might have done is, like, apply to different and more colleges or something. I think I probably would have gone to a different high school. Oh, uh, okay. You hated us? I didn't hate it, but mm, I would have. And, like, stayed with at one high school from beginning to the end and right. not transfer. Um, I think that. But do I miss high school to that level? I, you know, my high school experience was anything. It wasn't like super memorable, like whoa. But it also wasn't something where I'm like, I want to redo it. Like I don't care. It's over no, with. yeah. Like I think for me, you know, I had my teams, so that's why I just I feel fulfilled mm-hmm. in that. But yeah, I don't. High school wasn't all of it. It wasn't no teenage dream like that for me either. What about college? Would you redo college? I would probably go to a different college. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate UIC. Again, I think I've spoken about this before. Like, there's things about going to UIC that I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I cherish. But I probably would have probably went with, like, some of my first choices. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, would I? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. 
and you know, just know what you know now. Like, obviously, maybe you've done a different major or yeah. like different group of friends or join different organizations yeah. and things of that nature. Like, be a bit more out there. But I don't regret any of it. It's not enough for me where I'm like, let me go out and fudge my age. And no, that's deep. Now, go be in a high school, even college setting. No, like, that's psychological. Exactly. Warfare. Because <laughs> what's wrong with weird. you? But we're talking about psychological warfare. Okay, these people, it's like they have issues. Blueface and, is it Krishan? Krishan. Krishan. Um, so we know them from social media. Blueface is a rapper. What is Krishan? What does she do? She's she, a, she making music she too. Is Krish, she is Blueface girlfriend. Reality style, whatever that she is. Personality, right? Mm. They've been together for a while, actually. Maybe almost two a year. It's been a little, like maybe two, two years. years. Yeah. Um. But basically, we see their announcement on social media of them fighting, beating each other, giving each other a black eye, or tooth coming out. She has seven tattoos of him on her. That's crazy. A picture of him on her neck, his name all over her body, all that stuff. Apparently, now she's pregnant. Now, my question is, why are they even... I guess, in this sense, too, why, why are we even talking about them? Like, how? why is that... Social media has made them so famous. And it's famous over what? And is this dangerous, too? It's, like, just a lot of supporting mediocrity. Mm -hmm. Like, I I think that people just love chaos. They love train wrecks. I personally, every time they come up, I try not to click the story. I do not want to give them any engagement. It's just a lot because... I, I really just think, like, even when we first met them, we met them under the pretense of he had, like, that brothel house show going on that we never saw mm-hmm. where he had all those women, like, fighting for Blueface or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I guess she was, like, the standout of that. Mm-hmm. And that's how we now have come to know them together forever. So I, I don't, I'm never subscribed to them. Mm. And I think people just, people find chaos entertaining, but it's getting to a point where, to me, it's just like, this is this is beyond... So at this point, are we glorifying toxic relationships? With them, a thousand percent. Yeah. And they're so young. It's just like, why? Like, there's nothing about their relationship that is enticing, that is a goal. You know what I mean? Like, not to ever glorify any um, toxic relationship, but it's not like, um, I'm trying to see who, who was in a toxic relationship that we could be like, okay, at least there's something to the relationship. It's, it's not Tina Turner and Ike. We know that okay. Damn. He this horrible. It's a horrible example. He was being her ass, but at least they're, they're a musical couple. There's something out yeah, of there. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. It's not Winnie Houston and Bobby. That was a toxic relationship, but yeah. okay, you know, like yeah. I don't know. It's not who else. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just this is complete rubbish. Yeah, I I don't because it's like at this point. Blueface hasn't made any music since Buzz Down Tatiana. That was like what 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Krishan, they say she make music. I personally have never heard it. I mean, she performed at some event thing. Yeah, I know that's part of her identity now. I personally have never heard it. And then to add to insult to injury, they have this show on Zeus now. Okay, at this Zeus point, needs to be canceled. I'm nah, sorry. The, way, the energy that y'all used to give love and hip hop and stuff in 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. when y'all used to try and cancel VH1 mm-hmm. and Mona Scott Young, that's the energy that y'all need to have for Zeus. Yes. Like, Mona Scott was never doing all of this. This is horrible. Zeus is horrible. Zeus is horrible. Like, every single show on Zeus is toxic, damaging. There's not a single show that I'm like, oh, this is a great show. This for the people. No. From Jocelyn's Cabaret 
to Black China and her mother's dysfunction. Bodies of the West, bodies of the South. To the bad boys, bad girls. To that stupid ass show that they were having the confrontation of. It was that called where they'd be meeting to fight each other. All these, no, nothing on Zeus is giving black excellence. At all, and you know, and you know, I'm also not one of those that feel like okay, every black show has to be of black excellence. No, you didn't say no. I mean, we we into all the reality TV, love and hip hop. Right. However, this is just complete nonsense. This is black toxicity. It is. This is not. You know what I'm saying? It was one thing when Zeus was had that B Simone show. Remember when B Simone was quote unquote looking for her, her boy, like, boy oh, boyfriend? Uh huh. That see that level of ratchet I can watch because mm-hmm. it's definitely like. You know, it's very low budget, but at the same time, it's produced. It's good fun. This, this double, double homicide abortion nonsense they be doing. All it is that they do on Zeus is no. I can't. It's too much. No, it's it's a shame. I think I think they need to be canceled, like seriously. And then her being pregnant too. I'm like, girl, are you really pregnant? No, and that is, that is a really good question. Even just speaking on their pregnancy and everything that go that was going on with that. Um I don't know. You know, she mentions that she's gotten multiple abortions for Blueface as mm-hmm. to why she wants to keep this one. Then they did the Jason Lee interview, and then they were like, they were supposed to be, I guess, married today. Is, what? Is when, you know, from when the interview came out. But now that there is a quote-unquote supposed child involved, how do you really see this going? Do you think they'll, like... Like the kid will come and they'll just both chill out or No, because he already has a son, right? Right. So he's already a father. Right. And even when I look much to social media and his mom, I'm like, he didn't grow up in the hood. He didn't he grow didn't. like he grew up with a solid family, a mom and a dad and siblings, whatever. The baby mama it was his high school sweetheart. They were together for a very long time. Yeah. So it wasn't some random girl, whatever. Um, I, I don't think it would change anything. Now with her I, listen, when we knew that found out I'm pregnant, I, I was pregnant, everything stopped. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it's like, we're still seeing that she's fighting. Yeah. Like, you're still literally fighting. Even if your stomach is not showing, but you're carrying a baby that yeah. you're deciding to keep and you're putting on social media. Yeah. I don't need no nigga. I can take care of the baby myself. This is what I need. I was acting out because of my hormones and I was pregnant. Oh, really? No. Yeah. For me, it's it's scary because I'm like, y'all going to be horrible parents. Yeah. I, I just, I'm just kind of like, I, I just feel like, damn, what even happened to the girl, Krishan? Because I feel like she got lost in this personality. She she was on, what was one of those? She was like an American Warren Ninja. Yeah, one of them. and I, she was super fit. She was a she collegiate was a beautiful athlete. Girl. Like, I, I wouldn't, because even, even when we first met her, she wasn't this. Listen, is the it, Hennessy, is the drugs. You get lost in the sauce real yeah. quick in the industry. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah. that's what they do in the industry. Like, even when they are recording, they are making music, a, a bottle of Hennessy is right there. Alcohol is everywhere. Drugs is everywhere. Like, it's... When, when hello clips, I'm like, damn, early in the morning, you're pouring a cup of Hennessy. This has to drink in the morning. <laughs> At least even do mimosa. Do wine. He said this has to drink. <laughs> Early in the morning, that's what you're drinking. No, yeah. I don't know. Prayers to all yeah. the all parties involved, man. Because I, I don't know. I hope that I don't have had no kids I can't talk to. Because when the okay. mom and the sister, everybody's still here. And he's trying to fight them, and he's letting them. Yeah, this is, this is just, it's disgusting to me. Um, but this kind of takes us into our next topic right here, too. So um, a story recently came out on social media about a 30-year-old woman who decided to get her tubes tied. 
Now, she suffered a lot of backlash. A lot of people were kind of like, girl, you 30, you're so young, you never know what life will bring. But this woman is standing in her decision. They're like, no, bitch, I don't want no kids. And that's that. I said what I said. Okay. Um. So, you know, I would say for me, I'm pro-choice. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, there really are people who really just don't want kids. Yeah. Like... Sometimes I, I think, like, damn, do I want kids or do I think I want kids? Mm-hmm. Even me now, as much as I've always wanted children, I think, like, damn, do I really, really want kids or did I just, am I just conditioned to feel like I was supposed to want kids That's a point? good question to ask yourself and to really, like, figure out. Yeah, because, like, I know at this very moment I wouldn't want a child. But I do think, like, okay, like, when, like it was a point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to do anything because I want a kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I'm really, 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 I want a child. I think that, like, for a lot of people, do they really think that hard? Or is it like, well, I'm about to have a child child now, so mm-hmm. here I am. It is what it is. I do, feel, I do believe a lot of people don't think about it till it actually happens. Like, oh, like, oops, I'm pregnant. And then it's like, um, I think kudos to her. I feel like she's 30, okay? Mm-hmm. She's not 15, She's not even 18. She's she's 30. Yeah. And you've lived life. You've been there. You've had some experience. You've been around people with kids. And just some people just naturally know, like, I just don't want kids. It doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't mean you're not doing the Lord's work. Because, you yeah. know, they say, oh, the Lord brought us to this earth to procreate and, and you know, like, and to multiply. If you know that you don't want to have kids, I think she's actually doing the earth, the world, a yes. good thing. Like, for me, I know that I don't want to have more. Three maxes I can handle. Yeah. A max. But two is fine for me. Because for me, just having one, I'm like, okay, my mental, emotional capability is at this level. Mm -hmm. I can't do no five, six, seven kids. I just cannot. So I think it's important for you to to know as an individual what you can handle. And then she's in, I think she's married, if not even. But I know she's in a relationship. So because that's another thing people are saying, like, oh, maybe when you find the right man, you know, some men will make you want to have their babies, you know. And some people, like, Jeannie, Abby. Jeannie mine. Yeah, she was a husband for 10 years, and she didn't want to have kids. Yeah. She, she met... Um, Jeezy. And he, she was like, oh, I want to have your babies. Mm. You know, so it, it does happen, um, but she's in a relationship, and they have an agreement, and they both don't want to have kids. And I think this is part of the cult of true womanhood that I be trying to talk about sometimes, where um, as women, we have these validating factors that validate people's experiences as women. Mm-hmm. And I think that motherhood and childbirth is a big is a big one in, in the in the female experience, right? Like where um there, you know, once women become mothers, they have joined an exclusive network of motherhood mm-hmm. and they almost feel like it is a cross that every woman has to bear mm-hmm. or e- will eventually bear. Yeah. Um, especially as you hit certain ages and certain things. So I think that sometimes some some women speaking from a place of like, you know, um, you talking from outside the club and you can't even get in. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of how they see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I just think that like we have to make more room for validating other women experiences. Absolutely, like you know, you no, know, that's very true. Like being uh, experiencing motherhood is not the divine definition of being a woman. You know what I'm saying? Now, being a mom, it, it is a club. You yeah, know what I'm no saying? facts. Because it's certain things you don't get to your mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And also, motherhood looks different for everyone. You know, some people are mothers via surrogacy, or adoption, foster, right. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I'm a mom, but I don't have the same experience as a mom who has two, three kids. Right. I don't know what she's going through. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I understand a little bit, but it's different. Right. Or if you adopt a child. Um, but I like that you said we do need to not invalidate women who don't have kids. It doesn't mean you're not a woman, you know. Right. It doesn't mean that. Like, shit, you a good, you a solid woman for each know You don't want to have kids. Exactly. You a good woman. Because there are hella women out here that they having five, six, seven, eight kids. They and just don't even need them. Keep having kids. And it's not that you don't have access to family planning, yeah. resources. You just being hella ignorant and careless. And just doing whatever you want to do. You know, just acknowledge that she is adult enough. If she adult enough to have a child, she's adult enough to know she don't want them. Exactly, exactly. So I'm for a girl. Live your best life. Be the rich auntie. Mm-hmm. Period. Okay, since we're talking about kids. Um, so Tia went on an interview, and uh, we know, what's that his son's name? Kink? Yes. He's King. Yeah. King, he's the one that you really see on social media that he wasn't here arrested yeah, um, a few months ago. Something. He's smoking weed online, you know, just being a rascal. Uh, but I <laughs> he, <laughs> uh, he was in an interview and he was saying um, people blame him for, you know, King's behavior. Mm. And that his point was that everyone has bad kids. Right. Like, you know, the, every family has one bad kid. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Do you agree with that analogy? You know? I mean, I do think that when you have, you know, as he said, when you have like three or more kids, at least one of those kids is going to be a little bit more rough to handle. I do think that's so. You know? Um, Now, there's levels to bad, right? Because now there's some people who kids are full-on drug addicts. Right. Like euphoria style. Mm-hmm. You know, not to say that's that's parents' faults, because some kids just dabble into things and mm-hmm. it happens. But, um, you know, and but then, like, with King, I think the thing that T.I. is, like, neglecting is that he's so hands-off with King publicly. Okay. In a way that he's not with his daughters, especially. Okay. And I think that's more of the critique. I think that's what he's missing. Like, he thinks people are just like... You don't ever say shit to King. King bad this is any other. And I think the critique is you sat on the internet and literally said that you woke Deja up on her 16th birthday to check if she was still a virgin. Mm-hmm. But your son is 16 and smoking in hot tubs with girls naked and you didn't say anything about it. You just like, yeah. well, kids will be kids. Yeah. And it's like that is a vast difference in how you're parenting mm-hmm. your children. So, like, and then King is just like, King has been that way truthfully since we've ever met the boy. Mm-hmm. When we saw him on Family Hustle, he was so like, this one is, this one is you knew that Ken was like, okay, this one's a little bit more intense. Yeah. He won major. You know, major is different. So I do agree with a sentiment to that the point, but I also feel like, nah, Tip, you, you just don't be saying what you need to say to him. I feel that, but you know what? I feel like I've met some family members where, like, all the siblings are decent beings. Now, yes, I, you know, I'm not a fan of using the word bad. So maybe maybe bad is not what I think every family member of more than three, four, five have. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe one is more free-spirited. Like, ah, you know, like, they're the one who's going to be out in the club to four or five, you know, a.m., you know what I'm saying? Or mm, maybe they went to detention more than everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think it's... A staple thing like, oh, you know, out of the th- five kids, one is the bad one. You know, I feel like I've met some family members. Um, and, you know, yeah, even in Nigeria. I don't know, maybe the, because Nigeria is more strict. I mean, you see bad kids too there anyway. But whereas, like, all five of them, 
they ain't lying. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they ain't lying. Um, but yeah, obviously, um, he's bad and they just I think they just need to handle him different. One parents fail to realize is that you can't parent all of your kids the same way. And that's the thing. I think that, that's the thing. Cause even it's like even when you see kids where all their kids seem in line, there's mm-hmm. one or two that it took them a little bit more to put them in exactly. line. Exactly. And I think that, that that's the that's what he missed. And it's like you just not you're not doing anything with Yeah, him. you can't parent the same way. Some yeah. you may be more lenient, some you be more strict. Um some you have to have a different language with, but you just can't parent kids all the same way, and you could just tell. I just feel like they allow him to do nonsense from a very young age, and and that's what it, I they did. Weren't the you supposed to catch it? You know what I'm saying? Catch it, y'all didn't catch it. Y'all didn't catch it. From a long time ago, the king was gonna be like this. Yeah, from a long time ago, you could see that this was the trajectory. This the is a wayward one, and you need to put them mm-hmm. back in line. Should have sent his military school. Or exactly, Early. something. Mm-mm. I feel like that's a lazy cop out. It that is a lazy is, cop out. It's a lazy cop out. You know, and, and and you know, kind of like kind of piggyback off that subject just a little bit. Like, did you see the picture with Erica Badu and her daughter Puma? <laughs> I know that I can't take no picture like that with my mama. <laughs> that's what I know. That we know about to have our booties to the camera with some tight fitting jeans. To imagine it, and we, we like. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, the polls were some we showing our ass. Yeah, it was we like, we got we the thick. same ass. We thick. Yeah. Mom no, and daughter. I mean, man. it's the same whatever. <laughs> Me and my mom would tell people, like, oh, we both cute. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We both posing. Like, Mom pause. and daughter, okay, but not... Nah, look at that ass. ass. Ass, ass, I just think, to me, this is this is where we be failing as a community. What the hell does it mean that you grown? I really hate when people come out like... How old is she? She's only 18, too. Because it's like... You legal. That's what you are. You're not grown. And I think that that mentality is part of what's failing us as a people. Because it's America. like, as a man, because it's kind of like, but well, even more specifically in the black community, because I feel like white people, they, they don't. Say, see, they say their eighteen-year-olds are grown. They say like you're an adult. You're you're an adult, so you have certain responsibilities or certain shit you got to handle on your own. But that you grown, you can do. I can do bad all by myself at eighteen. That that just don't make sense to me. You know, like it is one thing to say like, oh, she's an adult. She might want to show more skin. She might want to find mm-hmm. her sexuality. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to be promoting your sexuality with me at um, all. And you ain't never that grown. I'm be I'm turning thirty this year. I ain't that grown. Like what? Even I'm, the mom did the same thing. And then she gonna post like, it's just, it's just a picture of my mom. I'm grown. Let's talk about it. What's the conversation? Girl, well, I'm telling you, the conversation is you and your mother should not have taken that picture together. So now we just talk about her point. Do you feel like Erica uh, Badu was she wrong on her end? Is should she have addressed it? She like what are your thoughts regarding her? I think that that's in that same regard of like now nah, she gonna be extra wet. Now don't be surprised if at twenty twenty four twenty five. And she trying to marry her behind some old nigga and you don't know what to do. And you trying to tell her, no, this is not the way of life. You young. You done already established that she been grown. Mm-hmm. So by the time she 24, she done been grown for six six or so years. So now, like, I don't know. Not to say, like, to be able to control your child, but, like, people be giving their kids false sense of, like, identity. It's like, you kind of still finding yourself, bro. But, you know, I'm like, maybe, these, you know, these celebrity people, they grow up differently. They've been growing up fast too. So I'm like, ah, 
Maybe she been grown, been been grown. We think she, you know, maybe since age of fourteen she been grown. I feel like damn, these kids be growing up sexually like that. They grow up so fast, it makes no sense. Cause damn, it's one thing to say, oh, they grown, they've been out, like they've been going to parties, but like you've been you've been engaging in sexual acts. Cause that's what you promoting that I got that ass for sexual acts. Damn, that's how I see it. Really, like that's- on some back shot shit. I mean, for real, when you promote that you your your ass is big as a grown woman, what you promoting it for? I mean, what self confidence, femininity, femininity, be- yes, beauty. I'm a you know. It's like yes, like I I like oh I have a like oh my ass is fat, but I like that my ass is fat because you like that my ass is fat. Damn. So you say woman when a woman posts like her body, not uh, from their high. Not her body, but I do specifically feel like when you're showing the sexual parts of it, then you're showing it to prove that you are sexy and desirable in that manner. That that. So you, you're saying I, so a woman cannot post sexy pictures without it being no, Erica, because you're making it nasty. No, I'm saying no. Let I me break it down. I sexual parts like if you like just, what like if you just showing your ass like turn around look back at it you're saying. I have a fat ass and it's fat and desirable. Look at it for the purpose of sex. Cause that's the only reason that you really feel like what you're going to do with this fat ass. So I was wondering like if we were girls, cause clearly we don't have fat asses. Let's speak for yourself. I'm getting thick. You ain't got Puma ass. I'm going to just say that. Don't disrespect me like that. She (laughs) ain't zero. (laughs) Okay. You ain't got Erica Badu ass, bitch. But I'm wondering, like, if we have fat asses, would we feel the same? Yes, because here's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. Okay, I used to be a, a titty girl. Mm-hmm. You know, damn, used to be. No. I, used, I used to have, like, a, a big chest, like a heavy chest, mm-hmm. right? And I never used that as my focal point of me. I know girls that do. That's like, I don't got no ass, but I got titty. So now you see all my mm-hmm. pit, You know what I'm saying? Or I'm showing a lot of cleavage, or I'm doing this, that, yeah. and the other. It's to attract the idea of sex, that I'm sexy. Like, Look at me in this way. I never wanted to just attract that. So, mm-hmm. you know, not shaming people that do. I'm just saying, know your MO. Like, if that's what you're doing, that is what you're doing. So when you post pictures of your cleavage, are you trying to attract that? Not just cleavage in the picture, but if I'm po- posting just cleavage, then yeah. It's one thing if you post a picture and there's cleavage in the picture. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, the whole, you know. You, the whole outfit. The whole outfit, cleavage. you know, and this a little uh-huh. a little se- sexy outfit that you looking good, whatever, whatever. That's different. Yeah. That's like, you look good, the combination of everything look good, and I see the sex appeal in you. Okay. It's different to fu- fully highlight that on purpose. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, when you put the attention, like, look at this, you're directing the photo yeah. to that. Like, then you're directing it to be like, Look at this for this reason. Mm-hmm. Like, understand that I'm I'm sexy. Mm-hmm. So that's how I'm like, me as a mom. And this is my goods right Like, here. even if I know my daughter is sexy and this, is that, and the other. And even if she wanted to, like, I think the problem with the picture, too, is that she did it with her mom. Because if Puma yeah, would have yeah. just did it, it would just been like, well, look, she feeling herself. She got a nice little body. Woo. I mean, she's supposed to push up her ass before. Exactly. It's not like whatever. There's nothing new. It's just, it's just the fact that it's like, oh, you did it with your mom. It makes it weird. Yeah. It's like, like oh. we get it, y'all look alike. For me, I'm like, they also trying to put like we look alike in every way. <laughs> Not just the face, but the no, back. No, she got too. my ass. Like, you know what I mean? Like Shake what your mama gave you. Okay, like I gave her this ass. Look at it. Mm-mm. That's what it's giving. And that ass got her, um, you know, three baby daddies. So. Oh, she got who's who are the baby daddies? It's Andre three thousand, um, Denzel Curry, 
Is that his name? No, I'm sorry. It's I'm something like Curry. Curry. Denzel Curry is a new rapper. It's some something Curry. I forgot his name. Okay. I have followed him. And then uh, what's Mars Daddy name? Okay. I, Mars Daddy is J. Is it J Electronica or something like that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, hey, she look good. Mm-hmm. I ain't doing it. That's all I know. Yeah, no, no, don't blame me and my daughter like that. Mm-mm. Future daughter, future daughter. So yeah, girl. Let's get into Drake at the Apollo. Okay. So you guys, um, I don't know how many people are familiar with the Apollo Theater. Mm-hmm. The Apollo Theater is a legendary theater in Harlem, essentially, um, where we know a lot of greats got their start. It used to be basically Showtime at the Apollo. Mm-hmm. So Drake um, decided that he was going to do a concert there. Now, this wasn't necessarily like a free-for-all concert, like buy tickets. It was almost somewhat like a industry showcase. Okay. Um, and during it, he had an amazing set list. He took it all the way back to take care. So far gone. Thank me later. He did some stuff from honestly, never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, his his album was Twenty One Savage. So Drake had a great show. And then part of this, he brought out Dipset. Now Dipset, if you don't know, you know, before your time, Dipset was a a big music group in New York. Mm-hmm. Came out of New York. Um, and they had members like Jim Jones. Killer Cam, Joel Santana. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are some of the members of Dipset. So in this, you know, set that he was doing with Dipset, Drake comes out in Killer Cam's infamous pink fur. You know, and if you don't know what we're talking about again, you're a little too young, go do your research. <laughs> but uh, Killer Cam is known for having um, a video for, uh, what was it, Girl, I think. And he mm-hmm. had the pink hummer with the pink fur and the pink headband with the pink razor. Mm-hmm. So that's just like a classic look. And, of course, Drake recreated this look when he had Dipset, as you should. But this turned out to be a problem for some people. So okay. on Twitter... I saw people were saying things like Drake has an obsession with trying to recreate time periods that he was not in. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm like, damn, that's what y'all calling homage? <laughs> because in my mind, I said Drake is paying homage. I see it as that too. But every time Drake tries to pay homage, they make it seem like he's appropriating. No, because even the people that he's paying homage to, they're there. That's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? No, I, feel, I feel like it's a good thing. Something that... I w- we heavily need, especially in the hip hop culture, yes. hip hop community, because we see this young generation of rappers how disrespectful they are yes. in every manner. Yes. You know what I'm saying? In every manner of life, whatever. And if you you have you know people from the old school, like they say, like y'all have no respect, y'all. This not how you do the game. This and that, whatever. So I think it's a good thing. And it's like, who doesn't miss like back in the day music? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, who weird. doesn't miss it? Like, it's good music. They're good artists, and why not bring that back out? Like, shit, he's putting pockets money in their pockets too. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think that in this new era of music and hip hop, there's such a fear of like, or there's such a want to be an individual. Mm-hmm. Like, people want to feel super unique, or like they're creating something that's never yeah. been done. Like, it's their sound or this, that, and the other. That anything that isn't that, they feel like is weird. Like they, I don't, I don't think that kids these days even understand a sample, or you know what I mean. They'd be like, "Oh, you biting," but it's like, "No, baby, that's a sample." Okay, you know, I'm not stealing the hook. That's called borrowing the bridge, borrowing the cadence, so that I can make a new hit. Like, and someone has always done something before you, before you did it. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, it starts from somewhere. Majority of things that we do, we were not the originators of it at all. Okay, 
At and all. it's like there's nothing like experience. Like it, it's just it just, and it, even just speaking of rap, it lacks so much in the female rap community too. Because we see yes. how you know Nicki Minaj against this, against this, against whoever. And it's like yeah, you could be yourself. No one's saying she's not being an individual. No one's saying she have your own style or your own music. But you know, acknowledge that you're able to be in the space that you're in because someone paved the way. Because someone for you. went through this, they opened this mm-hmm. door. Whether you like to acknowledge it or not, you won't be there without this person already crossing this path. Before exactly. You, did, you know. So I don't. I don't think it's him biting off whatever. I think it's cool. Like it's it's good. I feel like music back then is even better. I feel like it's better than what it is now because I feel like a lot of music now is just nonsense you I'm like is that the old age and nostalgia kicking in or do we I, I think it's a little bit of both mm-hmm. but you know when we do like nah I did rap even local rappers I'm, for me I'm like what <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> what, what you is it about? what are you talking about this beat is low key weak it's repetitive as hell like you know what I'm saying like where's the flow where's the cadence where is it you know what I mean like it's weak. It's not given. You know what I'm saying? It's not rich. I think music back then, it just felt more rich. You know yes, what I'm saying? girl. And it's just like, I think also just even going off that, it just makes me feel like what are concerts these days? Mm-hmm. Um, like, what do people expect to see? Because when I go to a concert, I want to see this level of showmanship. Mm-hmm. I want to see you do stuff. Like, like if you're going to bring out Dipset, hell yeah, you better be dressed as Killer Cam because that's part of it to me. Like, that's part of the ambiance of creating the vibe like i feel like concerts are like musicals they're not the same anymore because you know why the first thing we all do is pull up our phones and record facts and it's like why are you recording this person singing this song when they already made a music video of it you can easily put up a youtube you should be there and experiencing and enjoying it you should be dancing you should be singing along not mm. like literally the little concerts i've been to People hold up their phone from the beginning People to the end. Live like the you are a videographer concert. at this point. That's like crazy. okay, at this point, congratulations, you've done your first round of videography. Yeah, because I don't understand like, that being on live the whole concert. On live, and I go, why are you recording? You will hand hands up, so you gonna go back and watch this recording? No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not gonna you just want to prove that you was here. It's barely clear. You could barely see the artist. Can't hear or nothing. Like, come on. So music concerts, everything is just different. This social media technology age the mindset is different the way we view things and see things are different it's, it's it's not the same it also just makes me feel like you know i feel like the whole idea of going to a concert that mm-hmm. experience has completely changed mm-hmm. you know because it's like like i just said this was a concert that drake did at the apollo and it's like where the hell were these tickets Right. You know, as a lot of stuff, as we see with the issue with Taylor Swift and her tickets, scissor tickets, me and a friend just tried to get some scissor tickets. Mm-hmm. Literally, oh mid-level is like three-something. I'm like, well, damn. How, like... Talk about inflation. It, it just is, it's just crazy. I feel like when we watch our old TV shows, they be like, I went to a concert, and me and Billy got tickets to the concert. Mm-hmm. Like, concert tickets are like $50, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as they should be. So, I, I don't know. I just feel like if I'm going to go to a concert and pay this much and try to do this, I want to see you go all okay, the way Okay, but out. I guess the experience. All the way Shoot. out. Mm-mm. So, you remember the movie Girls Trip? Mm-hmm. Um, who was in it? Queen Latifah, Jada. Jada Pinky, Regina Hall. And uh, Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish. Haddish. So, that came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a decent movie. I didn't mind it. I think it was pretty good. It, it was, was cute. It was cute. You know, um, so apparently now, you know, they're coming out with a part two. Okay. Um, and they don't have any date yet. But they did come from that everybody's coming back. They've been talking about this for like three, four years. I know. Now. But 
Real quick, what do you think about Tiffany Haddish being back in the movie? You know, since that whole situation with that case of the pedophilia, the pedophilia whatever. video, whatever she made, do you think she should be brought back? I mean, I think she settled. I, I mean, they settled on it. I don't think her career should be fully stopped mm-hmm. because I mean, I think she's done took the hiatus she was gonna take, right? Because she hasn't done anything in a while. She just said she lost a lot of business deals yeah, because of so it. So I think that's like. This would be good for her to bring herself back, back. out. Mm-hmm. So the next thing about um, the movie that some people may or may not be excited about is that they're shooting it in Ghana. Hmm. What do you think about that? Do you do you feel like they're biting <laughs> off of the African culture? <laughs> do you think this is something good to, you know, um, just uh, put the Ghanaian and African culture, uh, you know, in the Western media or, you know, it's not necessary? How do you feel about it? I be feeling like when we find something we like in the black community, we just going to beat that thing till it's done. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the premise isn't horrible, like mm-hmm. in an overarching thought. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, we had these black women. They did Essence Fest, which is such a black experience. And now they're going to do, I believe they want to do Afrochella, uh-huh. which is another black experience, so on and so forth. But I think it gets really tricky with these um, cross-cultural, intersectional things. Uh-huh. Because now I feel like you're going to need like somebody to make sure it's authentic and you're not giving me caricature, uh-huh. stereotype of what you think mm-hmm. it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, I need somebody to speak on the Ghanaian front. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, obviously we don't know what the plot will be, so it just depends on how they do it this time, you know. Um, but overall, I think it's a good thing. You know, it's all part of tourism. I think it will bring yeah. money to the country. Um, as long as they behave themselves, they don't go and do the same thing that's, Make me did and go and record in Jubilee Palace, you know. Um, but I, I hope they do respect the land, the culture, uh, the purpose of why they're there, and it's not just some on some like goofy stuff, you know. I don't want to hear no booty scratcher jokes, yeah. You know? And I hope that like the male lead is not like overly fetishized for being African. I hope that we learn other parts of him too that mm-hmm. make him an attractive male lead mm-hmm. and not, not a mandingo yeah like just just try to stay away from tropes like i think right. that the the big thing is that we're getting to a point especially as like there's so much of the african culture that's being um integrated into american yeah. culture that is like the due respect of it being authentic is needed yeah you know what i'm saying you don't ever want anybody you you wouldn't want white people doing a movie about freaknik and it don't make no sense. There's nobody from Atlanta. It doesn't have the culture of the city or these little nuances that capture it. So I think mm-hmm. it's the same idea. I, I, I hope that they will. I'm, I'm hopeful that it would make sense. But we shall see, shall we? We shall see. I mean, you're talking about Tiffany Haddish. How do we feel about Jada Pinkett Smith coming back to the movie? Because, I was about to stop because of everything. I think we just, this is pretty. I mean, it's the same thing. It shouldn't stop her career. No, I know. But I wonder, will it alter her storyline? Because part of her character storyline was this sex-deprived housewife mm. or whatever that's trying to get her groove back. And it's like, do we need to be hearing about any more entanglements from her? It will make it even juicier. <laughs> It will make it even more juicy. And let her be with a younger man, too. Oh, not August. Right. It would just fit the script. His name going to be November. Did he come out that he's out of the closet? Was he in the closet or is he on his free love? (laughs) Oh, love wins. Yeah, I don't think he. Okay. 
he ever saying he was in the closet. Oh. I think he just saying he just so happened to fall in love. Oh, okay, And he okay. so happened to be a man. Okay, got it. Well, yeah, I should add that to the storyline. Okay. I wonder it, if Kofi come back. Like, yeah, little stuff. Kofi. We should. I, I mean, for me, does he really deserve a part two? Mm-hmm. What, girl's trip? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could, yeah. It's one of those where it's, it's like, like, okay. What's going to continue of the storyline? We're going to see them happen. I mean, I guess if The Hangover can have three movies, why not? Uh, that's a good point. You know, why not? It just has to be some funny, goofy stuff, too. Yeah, you just, just make it worth my while. Make it worth it. Make it worth it, you know. What kind of forever finally coming on Disney Plus, girl? In February, right? Uh-huh, Can't wait to watch it. But but really quick, I'm not going to lie. When Nigerians, like Yoruba movies, when they come to America to record, to film, I don't like it. It be looking weird. I don't like it. I don't like when they make Yoruba movies in America. Like, obviously, I can tell you that America's department look different, but I'm just like, y'all could have stayed it in Lagos. weird. It's so inauthentic. It I don't know. Fit. Something about it is awkward. It's like, damn, why why it look like this? Why? It's just America, but still. It's like they shoot it so differently. Even like, when they shoot in London, too. It's yes. like, where are they don't shoot Nigeria? You know, London is the number one place. Even the way the camera person is holding the camera, you're like, why you do? Why yeah. is it so different? They're giving BBC. You know how to be trying to record? Oh. It just gives like, this is not fitting. Yeah. So no. hopefully we don't feel that way when we watch Girls Trip. Yeah. But, yeah. We'll see. Regina Hall is killing it, so I hope they give her more. <gasps> she is. She really is killing it. All right. So, Leslie, shit, I wish we could have took this girl's trip, girl. So, Beyonce um, has come and shook our timelines up again because she had an exclusive performance at the Atlantis Hotel um, premiere grand opening in Dubai. Mm -hmm. It was a star-studded event, invitation only, and she got paid the handsome sum of $24 million. Two, four, mil. Girl. Mm, mm, mm. Girl. 24 million. 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 Just to sing the songs you can look up on YouTube. And she didn't do no. This one, no. Oh, exclusive. Um, What was even the name of her album? Renaissance. Renaissance. It wasn't no exclusive Renaissance premiere. It literally was her Coachella set. It was on music? No. Yeah, it was like literally her culture. Damn, damn near, our outfits look the same that she been. The yellow, Seriously. the hair is the same. The, I mean, blue was there. Okay, that was our guest, little, the little guest performer. But outside of that, I mean, this is how these celebrities are really making a bag from their performance. But, you know, Beyonce has the beehive. She has all these people that follow her. And she also has um, one of her following communities that was a little bit upset at her for taking this um, taking this performance. So basically, the LGBTQIA plus community was a little discouraged that Beyonce would perform in Dubai because, as we all know, Dubai is not, um, they're, they're not a liberal country. They're not LGBT friendly. Yes. So they're upset. Yes. And saying that, since she recently did the Renaissance album that she dedicated to her uncle and the LGBT community, how dare she go and perform um, in that country, in that culture? For me, I feel like you perform goddamn her. You don't perform <laughs> goddamn her. <laughs> like, which one is it? You hear me saying? My goddamn. And then she's performing for an elite group of people, too. Yeah. 
actress, all the, Nia Long and them, they were yeah. there. Yeah, it Americans were there. Yeah. So, you know, so it's not like she's going to the... Shake. She, you know what I'm saying? She ain't going to the mosque or to the, like, you know, the strictest of them all, like, okay, I'm doing... You know, like, no. Yeah, no. And it's like, in that case, then she shouldn't perform in certain parts of America. She, no, heck, facts. She shouldn't perform... She shouldn't go to Nigeria. She shouldn't go to Texas, Florida... You Virginia, like, seriously. She shouldn't, you know, and it's like, for me, I'm like, she didn't perform the Renaissance album. I feel like that one was enough. What's the word that I'm looking for? I, what is not unity, but to show her alliance. alliance you yeah. know, like, okay, this is something I dedicate to this community, so I'm not going to perform it. You know what I'm saying? You see, she stopped blue. I've even blue was trying to hit them TikTok moves. She said, mm-mm-mm-mm, oh, really? too much. You didn't she see did? that video? I didn't see that. Blue was trying to do some little TikTok hip, hip, bro, uh-huh. or whatever. Um, to brown skin girls, you could tell she was like, "Oh yeah, Mm-mm. slow it down, slow it down, slow relax. it down." Yeah, I'm just like, you just, I don't know, like sometimes the LGBT community, you guys, you know, they make it hard to, for once, really follow and learn from the movement. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm someone who's open minded, and I do want to learn. You know what I'm saying? And like, okay, use this pronouns, or this is their views, and this is this and that, you know. But if everything, I'm just like. She performed like what, girl? Come on now, twenty-four yeah. million. Okay, that's that's even actually the big one. And it's not girl. for me. It's not even like she's not even one of those where oh she sold herself to the devil or she's doing nonsense because of money. No. Okay, this is not an Illuminati thing. I mean, but what do you think about it though? I just think that like, first of all, it's twenty-four million dollars. Who are y'all <laughs> to stop me from making twenty-four million dollars? Two. I just don't even think that's a valid argument. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a thing that, of all the things that I feel like Beyonce's fan base need to demand of her, I don't think that demand is Beyonce do not perform in Saudi Arabia or Mm -hmm. Dubai because they don't accept gay people. Mm -hmm. Because I think that, quite honestly, you know, you don't see a lot of repressed homosexuals in Dubai. You don't. You know, not that I know. I don't live there. But and the, not saying there are no homosexuals uh, there. Yeah, but I feel like the the culture of the country, of the people in themselves, it just is not prevalent in the culture mm-hmm. of their identities. What's so all? Whatever, however it falls, it just doesn't seem to affect them. It doesn't seem like it's a, it's a social issue in their country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just something that we know, but it doesn't come off as like a social issue. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you cannot bring your social issue with it and make it a social issue for them. Absolutely. Because that's just what it is. It's not like they're they're killing and ramping. You know what I mean? Like, you don't hear, again, I, I don't know for facts, but we don't hear, like, a huge thing about LGBT plus rights in Dubai. No. And how it affects the people. I think if it was something like that where it's like, you know, there's a genocide of homosexuals and you still want, okay, maybe you might be able to have an argument. But I just think that, like, no, it's just respect their culture. That's their culture. It's their culture. It don't include you. Sorry, but. Just like the whole World Cup thing at Qatar, too. Yes. You know, it's like, you know, when uh, one of them wore, like, the. Um, the reporter. The reporter, the rainbow yeah. color shirt. And, you know, it's like. It's not allowed here. Now, are we saying they're right for it to not, to not be allowed? No, we're no, not saying that. But, you know, it's. It, I mean, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Simple as that. Do as the Romans do. Simple as that. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, what are you watching? You watching anything new? Girl, I just finished watching Kaleidoscope. That's good. 
It was good. I watched in the different colors or whatever. I'll tell you. If you guys ask me, I'll tell you the color pattern I watched it in. But it was really good. It was very interesting. I, I'm a sucker for a good heist movie. Mm. So if it's a heist movie, a 95% chance I'm going to be interested. Okay. Um. So that already had me hooked because of that. Um. And what else have I watched this week? I haven't really watched much else actually outside of that. How about you? Um. I finally watched The Best Man. Yes. Finally. It's so good. I like it. Mm. I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was nice. Um, you know, it, it followed each of their lives too. Like you see yeah. an update in all of their lives. You didn't just focus on one person, which yes. I liked. I mean, even like with how it worked out too, like with the storyline of each of them, it made sense. Because you like, when you think about back to the first one, I'm like, uh, who they really were. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes sense. Harper getting divorced now. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. It was, if yeah. you haven't watched that at this I point, know, right? spoil for you. But I didn't even know him and Robbie were able to sit together. They were together in the second movie. I, I totally forgot. That's I'm when like, they oh, had the baby. Like, I'm like, damn. Like, that's how much I'm like, this shit is not supposed to work out. So let's even dive into that. So that was actually the main reason I was like, hurry up and watch this. So we can really talk about this social media debate if mm-hmm. Robin is the villain or is Harper the villain. And as you just said, I feel like, their marriage never, like in every single movie, I felt like their marriage was threatened. From the first one, he was never even supposed to propose to her. He was not. That was pressure. That was guilt and pressure. Guilt, yes. It was like, well, damn, I done fucked up this wedding. I might as well do the right thing. Uh-huh. Like, that's why he proposed to her. Then in the second one, it was like the same thing. It, it was, she was off. It, it was kind of like pressure about like, oh, we can't have a baby. I'm not able to have, I want to have a baby and you're not putting your full thing into it. You know how niggas be having commitment issues about mm-hmm. like, damn, do I really want to be mm-hmm. stuck with her? Mm-hmm. And it was like that. And then she just so happened to be pregnant at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And now here we are once again, 10 or so years later. And yeah, y'all love is just not loving. And, you know, she mentioned how she wasn't herself. Like, she had Mm. to mute herself or she had to, like, just allow him to be the one to shine. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And hoping and waiting that he's going to change. He's going to see her. She'll get her moment. She'll get her chance. Mm -hmm. And it never happened. And she realized that this is you. And you're not willing to change. You're not willing to involve me fully. Then I'm going to let me go live my life. It was a great way to make sure Sanaya Lathan's character continued on yeah because all she has ever been like was a girlfriend was a girlfriend you know i think it was like they the the writers did a good job of acknowledging who the stars themselves turned out to be yeah versus who their original characters were when we met them mm-hmm. too because shelby's character M- melissa de soto mm-hmm. we wouldn't like in real Girl. life that character was supporting at best. You know okay. what I mean? It, it had nothing to do. She was a crazy chick for the good two minutes. Yeah, she was literally just there. And if not for the little after whatever that they put just for laughs uh-huh. and shits and giggles, she probably wouldn't have never been nope. in the second one. Um, so I think, though, I think because of who she is as an actress, though, today and everything she's able to do and just now knowing her connection to the story, I think they found a really good place for her to grow. Absolutely. I ended up liking her. I'm like, oh, bitch, you know that bad. You know, they I love- near was my favorite couple. Yes. And, you know, I love the incorporation of the whole Real Housewife thing, too, because it's just so fit. It fits. You know, it fit. Um, but do I think Robin is the villain? No, I don't think she's the villain. However, with her moving to Ghana, um, I think with the child involved, it definitely is 
it's a far distance. It's, mm. it's one thing if you move out of state because, you know, when um, co-parents do that, that's already like it's a hard thing. Like how are we going to co-parent, you know, yeah. across states? But to move to a whole other country, a whole different time zone, completely different culture, you know, it, it, it's pretty hard. I, I, I think that's the only part I'm just like, ah, that's a tad bit bogus. Is she wrong in her reasoning? No, but that's one of the things that comes with parenting, you know, when you're mm. you're not, especially if you do have a co-parent. If you're a single mom, single dad, okay, do what you, whatever. But you're sharing this child with somebody you have to kind of, you have to really consider them. You know what I'm saying? You just have to with the upbringing of the child, especially if you want them to experience the other parent too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To their best, you know. And I think that's that was the message that she was sending. Though, yeah. That we don't experience you. Mm-hmm. We don't, like, you're here, we married, but we never see you. Yeah. It would literally be, I think she was saying, it would, well, what would be it the would difference? It would be different, yeah. Like, yeah. you're never here anyway. You're yeah. always traveling. We always only have a phone relationship. Yeah. Regardless. So it's like, at this point, it's just the fact that you know I'm in. Yeah. At least let's have a real reason instead of us just sitting here. Being in this house. In this house. And you don't. Because I think, like, to me, the telling part was the whole heat thing. When there was no heat in the house. And I think that as a man, as my husband, that's something big. If I'm telling you, like, we don't have heat in our and house. And another man bring me heaters? Yeah. Damn. Another man bring me heaters. Because it's something I've repeated to you. Mm-hmm. Like, for you just not care. And I think that was the thing. It's like, Harper, you already didn't care. Mm-hmm. It just sound bogus. Like, oh, whatever, it's gonna. But we wouldn't be here if you care. Okay. So I just I feel like that was crazy. But outside of that, uh, what do you think about LJ LJ's storyline, Lance Jr.? It was definitely unexpected. I wasn't expecting that route. You know, like I definitely wasn't expecting like, oh, like on some heel stuff, you oh, know? Yeah. Um, did I enjoy the storyline? I enjoyed it. Um What do you think? I mean, I think it was a forced storyline. I think that they went so like um, I, I think that it really came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it literally was like, episode four, we finna make him non-binary. It it did come out of nowhere. It, it was, it was less no signs. It was no, like, if anything, I thought we were still focusing on the storyline of, I don't want to be a football player. Not, I don't want to be a football player because I'm non-binary and I'm really into Vogue. And, like, it was very, like, damn. I thought the storyline was that the dad is... Uh, he he's depressed. He now a sex addict, and he not being a dad, and he ain't being there. And that could have been enough because we ain't know nobody else kids for real. And that was a strong enough storyline because yeah. he lost his. I was so curious to see that because even when the son said, "I wish it was you and not mom," I, I was you know that's enough of a storyline to see because people do you know yeah. I feel like that's a, an enough. Um, yeah, him rebuilding himself, trauma and grievance and whatever. We didn't need to see him and his kids. I felt like when, when in in seeing children, mm-hmm. we had enough storyline. Yeah, I think that like we had enough with um, Murph and Candace's kids and the anxiety and drug thing. Oh, Merch. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to say Merch. Merch and Candace's kids, and I think that we had enough. They came from the whole Mia in the middle of Harper and. And um, Robin situation. Mm-hmm. That's enough of all I needed for children. We ain't need nothing else. Oh, but what did you? Th- I I thought it was abrupt how they were like Shelby was just like you're the father. 
I think like they didn't explain that storyline. That was abrupt. As why, well. why didn't she explain why she didn't tell him? Because he's a playboy. And then it's like, y'all are on and off for what? Seven, 13, yeah, 15 the years? Yeah, to hear that y'all were like still having sex in between and you just never told him, that make, that literally And it's like, sense. obviously he's super familiar with her because she was like, oh, I'm so happy to talk to her and let her know. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, she no, called no. him Uncle Quentin. Exactly. So no, that no, it was, that was we- weird. It was weird. It was it was just like no, it would have been okay if to see him as a stepdad, y'all. Like we would have accepted that. I don't understand oh, why like, you give have to me reason. It. Give me the reason yeah. why they didn't give no reason. It was no like let it be that he went somewhere for a couple years, like something. It made no sense. Cause mind you, that daughter was in the second movie. Ah, so, she was, and and it may, and actually in the second movie they made it seem like her daddy just was ain't shit. It wasn't like, so that, it was very weird for them to just I think, yeah, they could have been like, hey, I didn't know as well, too. I did DNA, and it wasn't that man that I'm like, you're the only option. Like, yeah. it, it could have been something. Something, yeah, it just really made no sense. They they went into it too, like. Too left field. Too left field. Too left field. Now, that whole sexual assault situation, I wasn't expecting that, too. That was another forced storyline to me. Hmm. Yeah. Because, again, and that, that's what I mean when I'm like they try to match their real careers with their original characters. Because mm-hmm. Candace again, is another character that was like, she was literally the stripper. She was just somebody that merch, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was just somebody that he met and he connected. In the second movie, she didn't really have much storyline. She didn't. She was but, just, you know, she from the it. first one with her being a stripper, we knew that she was a student. We knew that she, she yes. we knew. I, I didn't mind her being in school. Mm-hmm. That was a good character and uh, evolution. Mm-hmm. And I think that even the the whole conflict with what she was studying, mm-hmm. that was enough storyline. It took to away from it because now we yeah. don't know what the conclusion is. Yeah, it's like, is it a really good thesis? Because I, th- I thought, like, damn, yeah, somebody believes her. It's a good thesis. She's yeah. saying something. But then, it just, yeah. It just took away. It took away from it because I'm like, I don't know what the conclusion is. Is she still going with the? Did she finish? Did she, she finish or not? Yeah. Like, yeah, no. I mean, overall, besides those little, you know, it was enjoyable. I mean, I will say this about Jordan. Mm-hmm. I don't like the trope that strong, career focused women cannot have love. Mm-hmm. I do think that's, I, and I think it's a trope that mostly follows black women. Absolutely. Because you see, like, high power with white women, they always have a husband. It's just that their husband might be weaker or whatever. Yeah, even if he a blue-collar job person, she got a husband. She got a husband. And I think that that's just such a trope with black women that, like, I'm I'm choosing my career over love. Never, Mm -hmm. like, it's never, like, I work hard and I have a boyfriend. Like, I think that if nothing, like, we could have seen Jordan find love. I, I thought that's what we we're gonna see. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be a spontaneous. Even if it was that small home. boy, that's we went, that, that storyline too just dropped one kind. I thought like, oh, maybe that's the key that her boyfriend has been twelve and this whole time happened. <laughs> like her man is really a younger man. And then even this new boyfriend, and then the conflict of him investing in a prison company. That I shit feel was like, stupid. I feel, I'm like, from where to where? Like from where to where? That's a very stupid. That one. shit was stupid. Is I'm that, like, I'm that's like, what broke them up at this big age. And I'm hoping she was pregnant. And then she not pregnant. And then she not. So then I was like, damn, that could have been something. Like, I would have liked to see something that gave Jordan, like, because I feel like they took away from her her womanhood. Like, the whole time, every time we see Jordan, in a feminine sense, it's her being Harper's side bitch. Or, like, the one that could, we don't, either that or she's strong business Harper. But we don't see, we don't see her, we don't see Jordan in, like, a, 
I want love too. I'm definitely. But it's obvious that she wants love though. Yes. Like we could tell from Karen that she does want love. Yeah. She does. Even guys with the whole other wedding scenes, you could see it in her face. Like I want this too. Like yeah. she, it's not like she doesn't want love, but I do like how, um, you know, she didn't go for Harper though. Like she was saying, I can't be a resting place. Like yeah. I can't, or I can't be a soft land. I forgot yeah. the word she used. Like, you going through a divorce, I'm not finna be a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, nah, figure this shit out by yourself. Like, it's not going to work out over here. Shit. I enjoyed it nonetheless. They're no, I did enjoy it. It was great. People. I like to see shows like that with just beautiful, attractive, um, talented. I'm like, damn, the acting came in. Acting clinic. It, okay. it, it really, It really, as we spoke about earlier about paying homage, it really was like, this is what we're missing. This is where Tyler Perry is diluting the the acting field. By for real, because he he he's one person that really just goes on Instagram to find his care his actors. And it's like I'm sorry to say, but I'm not gonna see all the people that's in Queens Men. If he wasn't, I'm not gonna see them in no shit I want to watch five years from now. Gee, speaking of Tyler Perry, there's this TikTok going on uh, with um. Is it Meet the Browns or the show he had or the Brown family? Uh huh. There's Meet the Browns. Uh, Meet the Browns. A kid that he was in the episode. He said he it was the most traumatic experience for him oh. as, as an actor. He said, you know, we went there. You know, they shoot an episode in a day. Oh yeah. Where places shoot one episode in a week or two weeks, they shot an episode in a day. Yeah. So Tyler Perry came in, read the scripts, he saw the whatever. He's like, I don't like it. He canceled it. He wrote a whole new script right there and then. Can you imagine? The boy was like, ah. So now I have to learn this line. <laughs> Okay, so he struggled and learned a line, and he did it. Then Tapper was like, I don't like it. No, no he went to, you know, practice the line. He's like, okay, I'm ready. Let me do it. Tapper was like, I don't like it. What's a whole new line? So he's like, at this point, this is the third script, G. Why we laughing? Oh, my God. And, you know, uh, what was that? They said, Tam. Tamala, Tam, uh-huh, whatever. Tam, uh-huh. She said, come on, guy, you got it. I forgot what his name is, but Tam come on. Man. You got it. Come on now. You know, everyone was getting frustrated, like, Get this line, but he's like, I just learned this line two seconds ago. Like <laughs> he said, I was waiting for the next part of it. I don't know what the conclusion was, but he was saying it was horrible. Like it was too much high pressure. Then an acting coach is coming. You got to do this. You making us look bad, you know. And it's just like, gee, this is the third script, G. And on that one hour, three scripts. Oh shit! Ridiculous. I would have quit. Yes. Yeah. And you know they brought the whole. God told you to be here for a reason. This is your Ooh. moment to shine. You better not quit on us now. Get the heck out of here, G. Uh-uh. Tyler Perry, he is a nuisance. I'm telling you, like, uh-uh. He got that stage play mentality. Fucking good. That's why they say that he got the Chitlin Circuit shit. Damn. Because that's that mentality, G. Like, if you really trying to produce quality shit, you got all this budget, all this time. Why are you doing shit like this? Like, why? It makes no sense. Cultivate these actors. Like, if you're really a, I'm getting black actors and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, then really give them the, give them a real experience and cultivate them and let them be Hell an experience so. where they're learning Absolutely. and they're growing. But don't throw them on the stage to, like, to, to have to learn to do like everybody's not a theater actor that is a theater craft Thanks, exactly and it's like at this point these actors that work for him they're not gonna expand more than Teleperry Studios facts cause like, you that's where grabbing they're them off Instagram and you're not developing you're not training them. them exactly exactly so, it's nonsense I mean shout out to Devaldo uh, hey, he getting the bag. He getting his money I didn't shit. like his acting though I ain't gonna lie he can't act though no. but shout out to him he's fine <laughs> All right, you guys, let's go to um, this next segment. So you guys know every week somebody do some real goofy shit, and then they got to get our 
Alodo of the week. An Alodo, somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Alodo Rabata, goof ass. So this week's um, Alodo of the week goes to Govern um, Florida Governor Rob DeSantis. Rob DeSantis made a um, official block on AP African American history as a class in Florida public schools, um, saying this is part of a anti-woke bill where he basically is saying that he is against critical race theory. He says that part of the reasons why he's banning critical race theory in African-American AP English, um, AP history is because um, he, he says that they're trying to teach kids about queer studies. Ah, uh, how do you combine the two? So to elaborate on that, there is a section where they talk about the queer intersection of African Americans, but that's when they talk about people like James Baldwin. Uh huh. Um, you know who else? It's a bunch of like queer art authors and uh-huh. poets and stuff, and what their sexuality meant in the midst of this movement and how they were writing and stuff. Like anybody that's taking an African American studies class knows that segment. It's like when we talk about James Baldwin, go uh-huh. tell the mountain and all these things um and just to see like how it relates to black history but for you to take that one little thing and say you are now banning african-american history ap african-american history it just makes no sense and it really just goes to tell you how they really are going to erase our history in this country like (sighs) before you know it they will not know who obama is that's so scary. That is ridiculous. That is definitely the, just getting rid of our culture, our stories in every way. Because mm-hmm. it's like, if not in school, so where else would these kids learn about the history? Y'all just don't want us to, you, you don't want them to say, oh, your great great grandfather was a slave master. Is that For what it real? is? That's really what it is. It's all to protect white guilt. It is. It really is. Like, no, that's that's so unfair. To make white people feel like they that's weren't injustice. the villains in that's, the story. That's injustice. Because that's part of American history. It is. It is. Because when I was in college, no college, high school, they teach world history. I learned about the Jews. I learned about the genocide. I learned about all the World War One, World War Two. Exactly. And to me, it's just kind of like, it's, a, it's an elective. It's AP African American English. You taking away an elective, it's not like you already not letting it be like a main thing. You taking away the choice? Yeah. A little do. Our next segment is Care for the Culture. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with the artificial intelligence thing that's going around social media, TikTok, you know. What was it? Artificial AI. No, I mean, there was a lot of different AIs. Which one? But the ones that we did on social oh, media. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm just saying artificial intelligence. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, the Care for the Culture goes to Malik Afibua. He's a Nigerian-based filmmaker and artist whose photographs from what looked like a real catwalk for, catwalk for the elderly grabbed the attention of thousands of people. He created these images using artificial intelligence, AI, to show elderly people in fashionable clothes, which which went viral. Um, he basically said that I'm a lover of fashion and I always like to experiment. I want to mix traditional African Nigerian fashion with something futuristic, something Afro-futuristic. 
futuristic. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw those pictures, I thought it was real too. I did too. It wasn't. No, was it, like, they're AIs, artificial intelligence. It is. Scary. I was gonna say, damn, who are granddaddy dripping like that? I really thought some old people were models. So basically, that's what it was. It was um, pictures of models of older folks, you know, the elderly, um, dressed up in swag, looking good. But basically, they're not real. It's AI. It's, oh, wow. It's, what robots or what do we call them now? I'd be artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence. Wow, that is great. He did a great job. And it was it was actually lovely to see. I think we, um, you know, as a society, we don't value our elders enough. So mm-hmm. it, it was nice to see them in like a, Cause they're a modern acceptable set. Yeah. Um, and this also caught the attention of um, Oscar winning Black, uh, Black Panther costume designer Ruth Carter as well. Ooh. Um, so I think that's just amazing to know that it's a black artist that made this AI oh, yes. thing. You know, that that's absolutely cool. So shout out to him. Shout out to him. That's lovely. Any last thoughts? Last comments? Do you have a word of the month for us? Word of the week? All right. So my word of this week is triumph. Okay, you guys. Um, I feel like we're basically almost through the first month of the year. Yeah. Um, and I think that this is a month about you know, especially if you have resolutions or things you were trying to commit to, or if you were shit lingering from twenty twenty two and into twenty twenty three. I think that this month is about triumph. It's about like really proving to yourself that you can make it over all the obstacles. Mm-hmm. You can make it past all the things that were holding you down and you could choose yourself first and really like triumph over all of the obstacles in your life so you guys just take that with you keep it with you and remember that y'all got it you are almost a winner absolutely you got it you got it well of course as usual thank you guys for tuning in Make sure you share the epi- this podcast episode, everything, with your mama, your friends, your boo, and all that. Um, we love and appreciate you. And this is Cross Culture. An logo. Somebody who is a dumbass. Stupid. Makes me. <laughs> It is Eric Kimona. It's Danielle, and this is Cross Culture.